friend defining friendship. Okay. Um, if you have your Bibles, uh, go to John, the third chapter, verse number one through 15. John three, verse number one through 15. John three, verse number one through 15. The Bible says in John 3, verse number 1 through 15, it's on the screen. Now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night. Everybody say at night. And said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with you. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born again when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of the water. And the spirit flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. Everybody say that you must be, must be. Born, again. born again. Verse number eight, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit how can this be Nicodemus asked you are Israel's teacher said Jesus and do you not understand these things very truly I tell you we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen but still you people do not accept our testimony I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe how then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things no one has ever gone into heaven except the man who came from heaven, the son of man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up. That everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. I want to preach just for a few moments from this subject in mind. Uh, a, a real friend tells the truth. A real friend tells the truth. A real friend tells the truth. Um, I've discovered that my preaching, you have to kind of go on a ride with me because you just don't know where I'm going to end up at. And these one of these messages, you have no clue where I'm going to end up at. Um, I want to start because I believe that at church, yes, you can be emotional. Yes, you can praise. But just because you walked in church don't mean you check out with your brain. We are a thinking church. So I need us to think for a little bit. Um, hate to bust your bubble. But Christianity is no longer the pro prominent religion in the United States anymore. I know it's a lot of us walking around here talking about we Christians. But I hate to inform you that there is another religion that has lifted itself up so much greater and some of us practice it and don't even realize it. I'm not talking about witchcraft. I'm not talking about voodoo. I'm not talking about black Hebrew Israelites. I'm not, I'm not talking about Jehovah Witness. I'm not talking about any of those denominations or groups of people. There is something that has rose up in our world now called secular humanism. Let's talk for a minute. Secular humanism is the religion of today. Most of you have never even heard of it. Mm. The religion of secular humanism says whatever a person feels is right in their own eyes is what is right. Because secular humanism based their morality and ideas about justice on critical intelligence unaided by scripture. It means that God no longer has a say so in what we do anymore. How we live and what we believe. And 
while we may call ourselves Christians, it is impossible to truly be a Christian without relying on God for knowledge concerning what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is evil. Can't base my morality off of what you feel is right and what you feel is wrong because yours is always a moving line. What's right and what's wrong depends on what your vice is. Y'all getting quiet on me now. Because secular humanism will suspend morality. And watch this. Uh, I need to be a voice in the wilderness and cry out real quick. So I need you to go with me because don't tell me this don't belong in church. This way you came to get this. Secular humanism will suspend morality and elect a porn president. Secular humanism will put children that are fleeing violence and starvation in cages. Y'all don't remember when the man got up there and quoted scripture saying they had the, the Bible backing them up for that one? Secular humanism will give a tax relief to the rich while cutting funding for the schools our children go to. I wish you would wake up in here. Secular humanism will permit late-term abortion while at the same time trying to take health care away from millions of people. Because when Jesus says to take care of the poor, the sick, and the shut out, we ignore that. Do you not see we are living in a time of secular humanism? Is this too heavy for y'all? You want me to tell you, you coming out, touch your neighbor, say neighbor, you coming out. All right, now that we got that out the way, let's think a little bit. <laughs> Secular humanism has now given us a goalpost that keeps moving, that we don't know righteous from unrighteous anymore. Now we live any old kind of way, and it's okay because, you know, God knows my heart. I'm coming for you this morning. It's all right. Sit right there. Ah, because now we have ran away from God's word. We have come away from God's will. And we've gone away from God's way. That's why Proverbs said that there is a way that seems right to a man. But in its end, it is death. Because without the submission of the human mind and the human will to the will and the mind of God, secular humanism says that you can be the author of your own salvation. You could just save yourself. Get you a couple of self-help books. Listen to Yon on, on Saturday night. And then you all right. Tell yourself how wonderful you are. Look at yourself in the mirror. And tell yourself how great you are. But is there anybody in here that say, beyond all the self-help, when I look in the mirror, I know I'm nothing but filthy rags in the sight of God. Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Some of you are sitting there and acting like that you are so saved and so holy. But is there anybody in here that say, if I don't have God, I'll bust hell wide open. If I don't have God in my life, I'll make the wrong decision. If I don't get in his book, and find out what's wrong and what's right I live my life recklessly and I live outside of the grace of God but is there anybody in here that say I got to have God in my life he is the judge he is the ruler he is the way he is the truth he is the life I got to make sure that my life lines up with what he said about my life I came with my own amens you ain't got to like it so now we live in a kind of way do what we want, cuss how we want to, sleep with who we want to. We can do all kind of stuff now and dare for somebody to correct us on our wrong. Isn't it amazing we get mad at people when they correct us over what God said was wrong? Isn't it amazing how we can become so uh, ignorant? I mean, we could become so, so irate when somebody approaches us and says, that's not what God says. We don't even say that no more because we know you're going to have an attitude before we even open up our mouths. And then you look at them and say, well, who do you think you are? You just a man like me. You just a woman like me. Yes, I'm a man like you. And uh, yeah, they are a woman like you. But besides all that, there is a standard. God says you got to be righteous. You you got to be holy and you can't be out here living loose and doing your own thing and think you're going to get glorified by me. No, there's a way that seems right to a man, but it leads to death at the end. It's got to be God's way. 
got to be God's way. It's got to be God's way. It's got to be God's way. I said, it's got to be God's way. I don't care if you never say amen to this whole message. I came to let you know it's got to be God's way. Cussing on Facebook, it got to be God's way. Uh, lying on people, got to be God's way. Uh, picking up your phone to gossip about everybody, it's got to be God's way. Sleeping with somebody you ain't married to, it's got to be God's way. You want me to go here? I'm going to go here. Because you can't. we can't live all loose and think that it's all right. And keep saying that God knows my heart. God say, I'm trying to change that heart. Because there's greatness on the inside of you. There's greater on the inside of you and if you ever surrender to my will I can make you what you're supposed to be I know y'all don't come from the church I came from but we used to say something back in the holiness church that said holiness is still right look at your neighbor grab them by the hand and say neighbor holiness it's still right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still right. It's still right. Yeah, it's still right. And to live holy is still right. I don't care what they're telling you in the world. It's still right. I don't care what they keep trying to tell you on social media. It is still right. I, I don't care how, how much they, you try to excuse your bad behavior. It's still right. And I ain't coming to condemn you. I came to lift you up on today because there is a Savior that can make your life brand new. Is there anybody in here that say, I ain't perfect, but God done brought me from a mighty long way. Some of you know you had your PhD in cussology. Some of you know you had your PhD and cut somebody's throat. But the Lord has worked on you and changed you and made you better. And you look where the Lord has brought you from. I need somebody in here to lift your hands and tell the Lord, thank you that you brought me a mighty long way. The Bible says Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. Now, who is Nicodemus? Nicodemus is a Pharisee. He's a teacher of the Jews. He's of the religious right. He, he has a seat on the Sanhedrin Council. And the Sanhedrin Council was a governing body of Jews. There were 72 Jewish leaders who were elevated to the highest realm where they litigated and debated the laws of Moses. And they would hear cases from Israel. They were, they were the ones that were large and in charge. They were the ones that, that, that told people if they were right or wrong. They were the ones that looked at them and said, you're living unrighteously. They were the ones that were the more, supposed to be the moral compass of the community. And, and Nicodemus, the Bible says, watch this, comes to Jesus at night. Now, Pharisees, Sadducees, they didn't like Jesus. Because Jesus shows up on the scene and say, I know y'all trying to follow, follow this law, but I came to introduce you to something greater than the law. Ooh, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You can't get to the Father unless you come through me. Can I bust that up real quick? I know that this, this generation has taught you you can be spiritual, but what does that mean? Because if you're spiritual without Jesus, you're going to hell. Oh, y'all wasn't ready for me today. You wanted me to talk about your relationships. I'm going to get there in a minute. You, you can't be spiritual uh, and, and not have Jesus and think that you're going to heaven. You got to come through Jesus Christ. But Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. Said, you, watch this, he comes to him at night. When other people wouldn't see him coming to Jesus. He comes to Jesus under the cover of nightfall. He believes in Jesus, watch this, at night. He believes that Jesus is who he is, but at night. He has the case of what I call, not you, but maybe your neighbor, convenient. Christianity. He shows up when he can't be seen. He believes when it's safe. He follows when it's convenient. And I have a funny feeling that you might know some Nicodemuses. I have a, 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 a suspicion 
that, that you might have some Nicodemuses on your road. I just got something down in my spirit that say it might be a Nicodemus sitting in your chair. Because mm. sometimes we just want convenient Christianity. Uh, don't nobody know you saved on your job? Convenient Christianity. You come in the walls of freedom. Praise the Lord. You don't say that all week long. Convenient Christianity. When it plays to your card, convenient Christianity. When you get the car, convenient Christianity. When you get the house, convenient Christianity. But is he still is he still head of your life when somebody is in hospice? Is he still the head of your life when you ain't got a dime to your name? Is he still your all in all? Or is it just a convenient relationship? Because being a disciple will cost you something. Being a true disciple costs you something. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night and says, I know you're a good teacher who has to come from God. Because no one could perform the signs you perform without, being, without God being with you. Jesus, watch this, ignores his statement and answers a question he didn't ask. Jesus, I know you're a good teacher. You, God must be with you. The signs and miracles you're performing. Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Am I the only one that thought that conversation was a little off? You ever said something to somebody and they didn't hear you and they answered your question and you have to look back at them and say, what? That's not what I asked you. Jesus, you're a good teacher. I know you come from God. All the signs and miracles and wonders you're performing, you, God must be with you. Very true, I tell you. No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Watch this. Because here's what I've discovered. A real friend tells you the truth. Nicodemus, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. Here come the tension now. Because when you're a real friend, I show my support by giving my honest assessment of what I see. You know what I've discovered? Deidre, a lot of people around us want us to lie to us. We, we want to sit there and see you in a toxic relationship. But you want us to sanction it. We, we, you want us to, to see you going through. But we can't say nothing to you. Because you'd rather for us to lie to you than to tell you the truth. Is there anybody here that say, I need people around me that will tell me the truth? Okay, okay. Can we, can we talk now? I need people that when, I, when I'm off, I need you to tell me that I'm off. And even if I get mad, and even if I get angry, and even if I don't talk to you for a couple of days, at least you know that you have told me the truth. I need people in 2019 that will not talk to my delusions, that will not talk to my fantasies, but will talk to the reality of where I am. I need some real people around me. Jesus says, I'm not going to even respond to, what, to your flattery. Isn't it amazing how some people are in your life? Watch this. Because they, can, they flatter you about how wonderful you are, but won't tell you the truth about how nasty you can be. Okay. Single folk, have you ever dated somebody like that? Watch this, because sometimes I'm only flattering you so I can get what I want out of you. So I don't tell you the truth, because I'm just trying to get, what do you say? The miracle signs and wonders you perform. Are you with me as my disciple? Or are you with me so you can get out of me what you want out of me? And is there anybody here that say, this year, remove all the people that are just trying to be leeches and suck everything out in my life. I got to make sure I'm around people that see beyond the privilege of being with me. 
Because real friends tell the truth. Watch this. Um, you got to be Nicodemus, born again. Okay. Um, there's a, a theologian. He uh, he just recently died. Marcus Borg, who B O R G, who wrote a book um, that explains. I can't remember the, the exact title of it, but it explains how the church now has its own language that don't nobody else understand. So. Um, words like redemption, reconciliation, um, repentance. Most of us in this room don't know what those words actually mean. And sometimes you can speak Christianese <laughs> and don't nobody know what you're talking about. Um, That's why I love freedom of expression here at the Freedom Church, that however the Lord gives it to you, you express it the way he gives it to you. Because if I say I'm blessed and highly favored, most people don't know what that means. Sound good, but they don't know what that means. Because when you say you're blessed and highly favored, what that means is you had to go through hell in order to be blessed and highly favored. So we, we, got, we got Christian terms that don't nobody know what they mean. And here's one of them. Born again. Now, the church I grew up in, when you was born again, you got to be bone, not born, bone again. Look at your neighbor and say bone again. See, um, bone again, the church I grew up in meant that you came to the altar and you had to call on Jesus and they had to throw the little sheet on you and the mothers were all in your ear. Watch this. And that's not what it means. That's not what it means. Born again does not mean you foaming at the mouth. Born again does not mean falling on the ground. Born again does not mean that you're rolling in the floor. That's not what born again means. And what messes me up is that Jesus said, you must be. This is not an option. I know you want to walk with me, and I know you like all the miracles that I perform, but above all that, you got to be born again. Now, what does born again mean? Because for many of us, that's just Christianese. We don't understand what that means. Born again. Watch this. That word again messes us up. Because what does it mean? There's three meanings to that one word, again. Here we go. The first meaning to the word again means it's real deep. You ready? Again. <laughs> it means, watch this, another opportunity. But the second meaning to again, catch this, doesn't mean again. It means, listen, anew. You must be born anew. That there has to be, watch this, a transformational process that you must undergo in order to be my disciple. You have to be born anew. Here's what I'm mighty scared of, saints. I'm scared we come to church. We ain't changed. I'm scared that, that Jesus is saying you must be born anew and ain't nothing anew about you. I, I'm scared that, 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 that you're saying that you love God and he's your savior, but ain't nothing anew about you. You still reading your horoscope? You still ain't praying when it comes to advice? I mean, what's anew about you? I'm stepping all on all kind of toes, and it's fine. What's anew about you? What has been transformed in your life since you, since you received Jesus into your heart? Or did you just say some words? Because what Jesus is saying is that when you give your life to Jesus, watch this, there should be some evidence that a change has happened in your life.
I need you to look at your neighbor, shake their hand real good, and say, look at this evidence over here. Ah, uh, if you knew who I used to be, if you knew what I used to do, if you know the things I used to think and the places I used to go, I know the Lord has made me anew. I know I've been born again because the things I used to like, I don't even like it no more. The things that I used to laugh over ain't even funny no more because I've been born again. I understand it. I get it. I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at. Watch this. Nicodemus says, you mean to tell me I got to go in my mother's womb again? Jesus said, here's the problem. When you are always fleshly, you will always see things in the flesh. But you never step over into the spirit to see the spiritual things. Watch this. Fleshly, it's impossible for you to go back in your mother's womb spiritually, God can do something that supersedes what your mother ever did. God. That's why you got to have spiritual eyes and not your natural eyes. Here we go. Because when you have your spiritual eyes, you can have two dollars in the bank and still show up to church like you got a million dollars. Why? Because I'm looking in the spirit and I see that God getting ready to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I got to have spiritual eyes. If I look in the flesh, I will be depressed. Watch this. What if you went to work tomorrow with spiritual eyes? What if you went to that one-bedroom apartment you're living in right now and looked at it through spiritual eyes? Because spiritual eyes will tell you, oh, I ain't going to be here long. God got more for me. Hey, I felt that right there. I said, God got more for me. I need somebody here with some spiritual eyes to lift up your hands and say, God got more for me. I might not look like it in the natural. In the natural, my car just broke down. But in the spirit, God got something more for me. Is there anybody in here that say, God got more for me? He got more for me. He got more for me. He got more for me. I can't look in the flesh because if I look in the flesh, I'll be depressed. I'll be angry. I have to take pills to go to sleep. But when I look in the spirit, I can lay down at night, slob all coming out my mouth, snoring to the top of my lungs. Why? Because I see in the spirit that God is going to take care of me, that God is going to make a way for me, that God is going to open the door for me. I see in the spirit that God is going to heal my body. I see in the spirit that God going to bring my child out. I see in the spirit that this job ain't the last place I'm going to I see more in the spirit. Watch this. You can't, you can't see the kingdom of God unless you be born again. Nicodemus, Nick at night. Here's your problem. Here's your problem. You so caught up on the letter, on the Torah, on scripture, that you are trying to judge your life on something that will always leave you defeated. Because you'll never be able to live up to the standard. So I'm trying to give you a new way. I'm trying to show you that you can be born again. Why well, you be born again? What do you say? You got to be born of the water and born of the spirit. Let me deal with some theology real quick and, and break this up. Born of the water does not mean that you have to be baptized in order to be saved. Because if you had to be baptized in order to be saved, that means that's works. You did that. So works is not what's going to get you into heaven. It is by faith that we are saved through grace. It is faith that gets you into heaven. You can't work your way into heaven. You can't live good enough to get into heaven. Come on, is there anybody here that say, on my best day, I still mess up. On my best day, I still miss the mark. So I got to have faith. So he's not saying when you're born of the water, watch this. He's not saying that you got to be baptized, okay, to, in order to get into the kingdom. That's not what he's saying here. What he's saying here, water represents something in scripture. Water represents a cleansing. He says, watch this, you got to be cleansed from your unrighteousness. You got to be washed. 
because we all dirty. We, we, we all got some dirt on us. Here's what bothers me. I miss my middle hour because I'd be all in it right now. You see, I'm just like, I'll, just, I'll be all in it right now. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You can never get washed if you don't believe you're dirty. Okay, watch this. Um, my brother, I hope he never hears this. When he was a teenager, early teens, 12, around that age, 13, um, he had a problem with taking baths. He didn't want to take a bath. Watch this. We'd have to tell him, Junior, go get in the tub. Take a bath. Because here's the question. You ready for this? Don't you smell that? <laughs> you ready for this? But when you've been living in it, you don't smell it. When you've been living in it, you don't smell yourself. Do your children ever come in? Come in. I know our children don't go outside no more, but, but back in the day when we used to go outside, when you came in, what you smell like? Outside. But while you was outside, you never smelled it. Why? Because when you living in it, you don't smell it. No wonder it's so easy for us to sin. Because when you live in it, you don't smell it. So you can be nasty to people and you don't smell it. You can be unkind and you don't smell it. And here's, what you, here's how the devil, this how the devil tricks you. Not you, Grace, but this how the devil tricks them. Grace, he tricks them. Watch this. Because he lets them believe. Watch this. Here's a lie. That's just my personality. That's just how I am. When the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. So you got to be washed. Here's what messed me up. You look in Leviticus, I think it's the 12th chapter, verse number 1. Watch this. I don't have it on the screen. Um, it says that washing, there's many symbolism, symbolism in the Bible about washing, that you need to wash, that you need to wash. In fact, the priests, when they came into the temple, they had to wash their hands and they had to wash their feet. Watch this. Because sometimes, even though you say you love God, you touch things you ain't supposed to be touching. And you go places you ain't supposed to go. Don't make me read your mail from last night. Don't make me, don't make me go there. Don't make me go there. Because is there anybody here that say sometimes my hands are on stuff. It, ain't no, it don't need to be on. Come on. And I ain't just talking about in one area. I'm talking about sometimes I'm picking up too many chips and I'm eating too many ice creams and I'm doing too many things that ain't pleasing God. And my feet have to be washed because I done been some places I shouldn't have been. Watch this. But another thing the Bible says, Leviticus 12, chapter verse number 1, it says that, watch this, when a woman has a child, the baby needs to be washed. I was studying this. I was out of town. I was studying this, and God gave me a revelation. Y'all know I love watching the animal planet. I love the animal planet. I was watching it last night. I love the animal planet. And um, whenever a gazelle has a baby, Watch this. When the baby comes out, the first thing a gazelle, uh, first thing that a buffalo does is it licks off, watch this, the birth from that baby. It washes it. Watch this. Here you go. Because the new birth has a smell. You still ain't with me. That attracts the enemy. You don't see that. You don't see that. You don't see that. You don't see that. That's why when you give your life to Christ, that's why all hell comes after you. Because watch this. If you ain't been washed real good, there's a smell that you carry that sends a signal to the enemy that he wants to come after you. That's why the Bible says he comes as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But is there anybody here that say, God, wash me. Every time I come to church, wash me. Every time I pray, wash me. Every time I get in your word, wash me. Because I got to be clean. I got to get this sin off me because I got a devil that's trying to come after me and take my life but is there anybody
anybody in here that can say the devil is a liar. I've been washed in the blood of the crucified one. I've been washed and my sins have been washed away. I need all the blood washed people in this house to give God just a little bit of praise if you've been washed. says you got to be washed you're going to be born again born of the water go to my next one I ain't got time for that scripture and born of the spirit of the spirit born of the water born of the spirit because here's what I've discovered washing is not good enough to keep me out of sin I I know the kids in here so I'm going to make this PG-13 um can we just be real? Let's just be real. Let's just look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, neighbor. we about to be real. Okay, watch this. Um, has anybody come to church, felt real good, Lord moved on you, and you left church and went straight to sin? I wish you would. I, oh, I'm going to come all back here. I wish you would look at me like I'm the only one that's been in the presence of God, felt his presence, felt real good, and went right back into the same mess he just cleaned me up out of. I ain't got a real church. I ain't got a real church. Give me a real church, Jesus. Give me an honest church, Jesus. Give me an honest church. I need an honest church that say, Pastor, I know what you're talking about. I spoke in tongues. I shouted. I gave God the glory and still went right back in the same foolishness he just cleaned me up out of. Watch this. And what amazes me, what amazes me is that we come to church to get washed, but we don't want the spirit. Because when the spirit comes in, watch this, that's where you start to change. See, when you get the presence of God in your life, it'll make you apologize to people and you ain't even wrong. He said you got to be born of the spirit. Born of the water. Born of the spirit. The spirit is the only thing that empowers you to be better. It ain't your washing. Watch this. Here's the problem. Watch your little face. You just want to come to church and feel good. But you don't want to change. And God is saying, you got to let my presence come in. You got to be born of the spirit. So much so that it starts changing you from the inside out. Not from the outside in. He got to get down in that heart and give you a new heart. He got to get down in that mind and renew that mind all over again. He got to get down in those emotions and build you up in your most holy faith. He got to get down on the inside of you and reconstruct you. You got to get on the potter's wheel and he mold you until he wants you to be. Some of you, the struggle you've been in the last six months is you trying to fight against the hand of the potter. But God say, I'll throw you on that wheel all over again. No wonder why you feel like you're just going around and around in a circle. God is saying, because you are being hard in my hand. But if you just uh, just let go for a minute and let my spirit massage you and make you into who I called you to be. God says, if you let my spirit in, I'll give you what you need to become who you can never be without me. You got to be born of the water got to be born of the spirit. Watch this. You ready for this? This is why when you come to church, stop making the praise team work hard to get you to praise God. Because what happens is, what it's saying is, I'm resisting the presence of God in my life. We got to cheerlead you every Sunday. We got to make you lift your hands. We got to make you open your mouth. We got to make you get into the presence of God. We got to make you put the cell phone down. We got to make you stop talking to your friends. We got to make you do all this in order for you, for you to get to where God wants you to be. And he's saying, if you're going to be born again, you got to be born of the water and born of the spirit. My last point and I'm done. Not only the water, the spirit, but you also got to have the wind. Now, Jesus keeps talking. He said, you got to be born of the water, born of the spirit. But if you want to enter into the kingdom of God, watch this. Um, he says, you got to have the wind of God operating in your life. Here's the problem with wind. You ready? You don't know it's there until it's gone. You only see its effects after it's left. 
when the wind blows, that means it's already gone past there. But you don't see it. Isn't that amazing? That the wind is there, but you don't see it. Here's what God showed me. You ready for this? Nicodemus, let me talk to you. You know why you got to have the wind? I can't even say why he put this in here. You know why you got to have the wind? Because you got to give up control when it comes to God. Some of y'all want God on the leash. So God, when I'm in a problem, come on, God. Come on. Come on, God. And when God wants you to stop your sin, uh-uh, God. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not ready yet. He says, I'm like the wind. You can't control my direction. You can't control what I do in your life. So you got to give up control in order for me to have my way in your life. This is the hardest thing for the saints. Control. Control. You ready? You don't even see it. Here it is. This is why it's hard for some of us to be a good friend. Because we want to control everybody around us. saying, if I'm going to be your friend, you got to give up control. What if I don't operate the way you want me to operate? Will you still serve me? What if I don't come through the way you want me to come through? Will you still follow me? Or are you just here for the milk? Or are you just here for the sign and for the wine? Can you give up control so that you can be born again? Because when you're born again, you learn how to lift your hand and say, not my will, but thy will be done. God, help me. Is there anybody in here that's in a season of your life that you're trying and trying and trying and seem like nothing ain't coming together for you? God told me to tell you, you got to let me be the wind in your life and give up control and say, not my will, but your will be done. I don't know how I'm going to come out. I don't know how I'm going to come through. I don't know how they body going to be healed. I don't know how they're going to get delivered, but I've made up my mind, not my will, but your will be done. I'm not struggling with you anymore. I'm not trying to make my own way anymore. I surrender my will to you. You still ain't there yet. Is there anybody in here that say, I've tried to do it on my own and it never worked for me, but I got to give up control. He's in control of my life. He's in control of my family. He's in control of my finances. He's in control of my job. He's in control of my mind because when he's in control, ah, he will keep me in perfect peace if I keep my mind stayed on him. Is there anybody in here that say, I got to give up control in order for God to have his way? Such three people around you say, give up control, give up control, give up control. Because you got to be, you must be, you must be born again. You must be born again. Pastor, I go to church. You must be born again. My mama go to such and such church. You must be born again. Well, I, I'm spiritual. You must be born again. Stop coming to me at night. Stop coming to me when you need something. Stop. The only time I talk to you is when you're going through. You must be born again. I'm not even going to talk about your situation. I'm going to talk about what you really need. You must be born again. Born of the water and born of the spirit. You got to be born again. Here is the travesty. You ready for this? In church, no matter who dies, we put everybody in heaven. don't talk about it no more. But there is a place called heaven. 
snare that they fall for. You're not born again. That's the capacity that I know you have. Because this is going to be your last chance. You got to stop playing this game. You got to stop believing hype. Secular humanism has messed us up. So now, we don't even know what's right and wrong anymore. We're losing our grip on righteous and unrighteous. Now the lines are blurred. And everything is getting messed up. And I echo the words of Jesus. If you knew your best friend, you must be born again. My brother, my sister, God did not send you to freedom today because somebody invited you. God did not send you to freedom today because this is where you've been coming the last couple of weeks or the last couple of months. God sent you here today to tell you you must be born again. He's ready for you. Are you ready for him? He can make your life brand new. He can change you. He can come into the areas of your heart that nobody else can come into. He can do for you. Watch this. Because a lot of times we think about salvation as heaven or hell. No. Salvation is here and right now. There's a life he got for you if you just surrender it to him. But you got to be born again. You got to give Jesus your life. He said to be saved. All you got to do is confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. And believe in your heart that God rose him from the dead and you shall be saved. Pastor, I don't feel nothing. You ain't got to feel nothing. It's by faith. It ain't a feeling. It's a knowing. My feelings will catch up with what I know. He said you must be born again. Nicodemus, you can't play this game no more. You just can't come to me at night. I can't be your sugar daddy anymore. I got to be your Lord and Savior. I got to make sure that when you wake up in the morning, I'm the first thing on your mind. And when you lay down at night, I'm the last thing on your mind. I got to make sure that when you're going through what you're going through, you can hear my voice in the midnight of your night. But you must be born again. You must be. Born again. Holy Spirit, arrest hearts right now. Because there's somebody in the sound of my voice that needs to surrender your life to the Lord. This is why you're here. This is your divine place of destiny. God is going to change your life from this day forward. But you got to surrender your heart to Him. Everybody stand with me. God is not coming to church. He's not jumping and shouting. I thank God for jumping and shouting. I do it as well. But you've got to give him your heart. You've got to give him your life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. My brother, my sister, whoever I'm talking to, this message is for you on today. That you must be born again. Born of the water and born of the spirit. It is your time to surrender your heart to the Lord. You can't play this game any longer. You got to be more than spiritual. You got to be a Jesus follower. He's calling you. He's calling you, my brother. He's calling you, my sister. I'm going to do two appeals. I'm going to do them at the same time. If you know you have not given your life to the Lord or you are unsure of your salvation, if you were to die today, you don't know where your soul would spend eternity. God is saying, come to me, and I can give you everlasting life. You can be with me forever. This is your day. This is your time. Come with your issues. Come with your problems. 
Come with your hang-ups. Come with your sin. Because I can handle all that. I can work on you for you to become who I've called you to be. I'm going to count to three. Without you looking at your neighbor, without you looking around, this is between you and Jesus. If you know you are not saved, don't show your salvation. When I count to three, I want you to lift your hand and say, Pastor, it's me. I need to come to Jesus on the day. Secondly, if you're looking for a church home, God has placed you here, stationed you here. You know this is your church. Whether this is your first time or you've been here many times, you know this is your church. God is saying, I'm calling you. Come home. Come in the house. Be planted. This is your church. So my brother, my sister, wherever you are, I'm going to count to three. Nobody looking around. This is between you and Jesus. This is decision time. He'll take you just as you are, but he won't leave you the way that you are. He'll make you brand new. Come on, let's do it. One, he loves you. Two, do it today. Hands are already going up. One, two, three. Lift your hand if I'm talking to you. Come on. Today is your day. Freedom, y'all should have went up in a praise right there. I can't even count the hands. Here's what I want you to do. If you lifted your hand, tell your neighbor, excuse me. I want you to come to the front. I want to pray with you. Come on, make your way to this altar. They're coming. Clap your hands until they come. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't sit there. This is your time. You must be born again. Hallelujah. Come on, I don't want to leave nobody behind. I see people in the audience just tearing up, crying, because you made that decision on the day. That's it. Come on. Hallelujah. You made the greatest decision of your life. This is your day. This is your time. This is your season. God is doing something in your life. From this moment on, you will never be the same again. I didn't say you was going to be perfect. You'll never be the same again. God never asked you to be perfect. What he asked you to do is surrender your will to his. 